0: Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. This episode of the Strategy Hour podcast is sponsored by Gusto. They're making payroll benefits and HR refreshingly easy for the modern small business. You no longer have to be a big company to get great technology, excellent benefits, and exceptional service to take care of your team.
1: Gusto is offering a totally free three month trial just for Strategy Hour listeners. Sign up today for this exclusive limited time deal. Just go to gusto.com slash strategy and unlock three months free once you run your first payroll. Yep, that's three months free at gusto.com slash strategy.
0: I cannot wait to share with you all the things we've learned from this book. Like, crazy town. The things Emily and I have implemented in a matter of a couple of weeks from starting this book, I think literally could change our business forever.
2: Slash, I never thought I would be doing an adult book review.
0: No, this is like us doing our homework
2: <laughs> and making sure you know everything about this book. Picture us standing at the front of the classroom with one of those trifold like science foam boards with information from the book traction. It's true.
0: Now, two things. One, if you have not read this book, I don't care what size of business you run, you need it right now. <laughs> so you're going to go to thinkcreativecollective.com shop, go to our book section, grab the book traction. It's all loaded up for you on Amazon. You can get it in two days.
2: Yeah. And, well, and quite seriously, like I'm going to reemphasize, it does not matter what stage of business you are in, or even if you have no desire to have like 10,000 employees, the frameworks that are shared within this book revolved around goal setting, organizing your role, and even the role of like what you could reconsider as VAs, data, like so, so much. Now, I will
0: put a little caveat here. If you just start reading this book, you'll be like, why do these girls love this book so much? Because quite honestly, the book itself isn't like crazy interesting, but the exercises Mm -hmm. will change your business forever. Mm
2: -hmm. The vision plan everyone needs to do.
0: Everyone. <laughs> okay,
2: that one was so fun. Okay, so let's talk about, like, I guess, like the first couple of chapters and how they're super relevant, and like some of those exercises that we pulled out that we actually spent an entire day planning using those worksheets. Sure. Okay, so the big thing in
0: the start of this book is all about vision. And I know I have felt very held back from sharing a vision because I felt for so long like I had to predict the future. And if I was wrong, then all of a sudden I wasn't going to reach my goals. And what felt so freeing about the way that Gino, the guy who wrote the book, (laughs) talks about it is it's more on setting you on a path in the right direction and whether those like exact things happen is less relevant. Yes.
2: That's what I liked. I I love like the concept of there's so much freedom and flexibility, but ultimately at the end of the every day, like you still have to have somewhere to aim for and to head towards. And if that journey shifts and pivots, like that part's fine. But what I love specifically about the vision exercise is that he helped give us a framework to identify core values and our core focus which I mean you guys have heard of it's nothing new like nothing in this book was like oh my god I've never heard of what this means but there were tangible ways to think about these things in your business and I th- I feel like everyone has said something like you need to find like your like culture and your core values that you always fall back on. Okay, goodbye. And there's no real, like, here is how you find what those words are exactly. And there were so many great ways to think about, okay, like, for example, for core values, like your sentence, you know, might be that your team culture or people on your team or representing your company or your business or you or like whatever, like this person is, you know, super fun and outgoing and positive and bubbly, right? Maybe that's like how you want your business to feel. Well, so in order for you to get there, for you to identify that, he might have you think of people that you just like hanging out with. Doesn't have to be business, doesn't have to be your best friend, It could be probably hopefully, but it's just like people in your life and what are the qualities about those people that you like, and what qualities out of those that you like do they have in common.
0: Finding commonalities was really big. And it was easy with Emily and I both doing it, we were able to brainstorm, I mean, probably 20 to 30 things a piece. And then we both listed those, and it was very easy to quickly identify five that were like like singing out of the rest of them. They were just very apparent that we had them in common. They were apparent that they are already present in our business. like they're not new but we hadn't identified them and we hadn't utilized them as a tool to hire the right people in the future.
2: And so using these and having them now will act as a really good filter for us when we are, you know, vetting candidates for a new position. Well, do they meet all five of these qualities? And if one of them is missing, like, is that an absolute non negoti or do we think that we can like coach on that aspect? And, then taking this and measuring it against our current team. D- does every member of our team right now exemplify all of these qualities? And if not, why? And how can we make that better or make a different decision moving forward? I think the thing that so many of us are craving is simplicity, right? And literally just a framework, a blueprint, a roadmap, whatever you want to call it, for you to look at and be like, does it check these boxes? Yes, no. No. If yes, here's what I do. If no, here's what I do. And this more than anything that we've created in our business for a long time, really, really helps ease that like constant swirl of thoughts in my brain.
0: Well, and not that we have never planned before. And not that we have never talked about our vision or talked about our why. All of these things we had done. But one of the things that we've been bad about is having these things be ever present, like they are priority among everything and having them visible, like having it be something that we share and quiz our team on, having it be a part of our Trello board so that every time we open up our strategy for the year, we see what it is that we're striving towards, not just like financial goal, but like, are we creating community? Like, holding ourselves accountable to these values that we, we so strongly feel are necessary in others. Now, the wake up call for me was looking at what he refers to as the organizational checkup. If you guys have just thought you're doing great and you don't need to improve, I strongly urge you to take this quiz because I think you will quickly notice that y'all need some work. What what (laughs) percent did you score at? I'm still scared to take it, (laughs) (laughs) but I guarantee you it's going to be low. Very low. He mentioned that if you score between 20 and 34%, which, let's be honest, as someone who's been an A student her whole life, the thought of scoring 20% on a test terrifies me. But he said this book will change your life, which, after reading most of it, I can guarantee you that's the case. And then he mentioned that basically the normal is that you operate at about 50% of your potential. Or less. <laughs> and that if you can end up in 80% or higher, like... You are doing crazy amazing. But he gives you these really simple things to judge yourself upon. I will say that some of these things sound like things you should be doing all the time. And then you read them and you're like, I don't remember the last time I looked at that. I definitely encourage you to take it. Emily, what percent did you get?
2: I don't have my book in front of me, but what's the... Do you have it in front of you? Yeah. What's the percent range that's the average? 35 to 49. Okay. So I got 36%.
0: (laughs) So barely normal.
2: So one of the things that kind of scared me about this book, scared me to do, it's one of the exercises, but honestly, when we actually sat down and did it, it really wasn't that hard to map out and see and picture and feel in my bones that it could happen. So if I were to ask you listeners right now, where do you see your business in 10 years? Do you like kind of have a heart attack? I couldn't even before this book. And it took me reading more of the book in order for me to actually even answer that question. So What he helps you do with actual like printouts and exercises is identify your your 10-year plan. And then like, is it a five-year or a three-year benchmark? Well, it's a three-year like benchmark. Yeah. And then your one-year plan. So spoiler alert, we didn't follow the rules. (laughs) And... I guess he did give some flexibility in the further description. He said... He didn't say it had to be 10 years. He didn't say it had to be 10 years. But the idea is like, it's the long year vision, which is separate from a goal. And it needs, you know, to be significantly into the future. So what we decided to do was a five-year vision with a three-year benchmark and a one-year plan. And... I think like truth be told, because 10 years from now is a long ways away. And the way that online businesses grow and shift, I personally, unpopular opinion alert, don't at me. I think it's actually irresponsible to plan 10 years in the future when your business is solely based online. The internet is ever changing. The way you make money, the way customers behave, the way things are sold, all of that changes within quarters, let alone years. So I think three and five years is honestly like a 10 to 15 year in in any normal local business.
0: Well, I also think it's just the speed of business these days. Like This book was written, let's see, originally, because this is
2: the second edition. Let me see if I can figure out what year this was written. A while ago, I feel like. But the frameworks and the exercises are still relevant. So So it was
0: originally published in 2007, which I know some of you are like, that's not that long ago. But for some of us, that's like, you're still in high school. So like, (laughs) a lot has changed. Some of you are like, okay, I've gone to college, I've gotten married, I bought a house, I have kids, I started a business, and all of these things have happened. Now, imagine this book was written then when you were still a baby
2: (laughs) before the economic crisis Uh and all of that. Yeah, yeah. So I think give yourself some freedom about being looking ahead and doing that. So I think personally, if you're in an online business, especially if you are selling digital products, five years is about the furthest I would have you go.
0: Well, and keep in mind that When he says like 10 years, or let's just say the largest further target you're going to put on it, for us, we said five, it doesn't have to be this super detailed plan like it is for one year, right? For one year, you're like... Every quarter, this is what I'm going to do. And these are the projects I'm going to work on.
2: Like you can't possibly know that five years into the future. So ours, just to give you an example, like our five-year target is one sentence. One sentence. Our three-year picture is like three bullet points of like fact, fact, fact. And then he asks, what does it look like? And you list 10 to 15. Like if you are going to reach that goal, what does your business look like in order to make that happen?
0: And then these are
2: measurable things, measurable things. And then your one year plan is even more detailed than that. Like Abby said, breaking down quarters and your goals and all of that stuff. So like, that's just kind of to give you an idea of like, literally you just need one target for your five year. That's it. And I think
0: for a lot of you, financial is going to make sense, but what happens and I think is important to realize like, There's a big difference in what you do for your business if in five years your goal is 1 million versus if your goal in five years is to make 100,000. Because the way you act today is going to be dramatically different if you're trying to scale 10x beyond the other version of the goal, right? If your five year goal is 100,000, it may mean doing pretty much what you're already doing. So you may need to
2: focus more on systems, freeing up your time, creating better processes, right? To just speed it up and maintain. And that's fine. But that's completely different than someone who's needing maybe multiple lines of revenue and a bigger team and different investments if they're wanting to reach a million and beyond.
0: Now, one of the things that I think may intimidate some of you who are just starting out, is a lot of his references are for corporations making millions and millions of dollars. But as someone who has worked in corporate, and at the time was rather cynical about the goals and dreams and visions of the CEO, (laughs) now on the flip side, I totally understand why corporations spend so much time and effort to really make it clear to their people. And they simplify it almost to the point where you sound like you're just spitting out marketing jargon, and it doesn't actually make a whole lot of sense. But truly, if you stick to it, and if you understand what you mean by that one sentence or those five words, it can dramatically change how you treat everything in your business. And utilizing examples of businesses that are much, much larger than ours. And for you would also be, you're just going to learn from people who've already walked the walk. And so be less intimidated by how much money they're making and see, okay, I see what you're doing there. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted, third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. What part of that could work for me? We are all about small business owners getting paid. And we know that some of you listening still get stressed out when it comes time to crunch the numbers, run the reports and treat yourself.
1: Want to know why you should make the switch to Gusto? With one login, you can manage payroll, employees, benefits, and HR in one place. Plus, all your employee info and deductions stay synced and up-to-date, which helps eliminate many of the common errors you're bound to make. Gusto also saves you time. 72% of customers spend less than five minutes on running payroll. Gusto
0: automatically,
1: yes, I said automatically,
0: files and pays your payroll taxes, compiles and sends your W-2s and 1099s and submits new hire forms. Set
1: it and forget it. Plus, they got big time benefits for small businesses. Gusto offers tailor-made options for your business, such as health insurance, 401k plans and more. Don't believe it? Just Google them. People love Gusto.
0: How often do you actually love your payroll provider?
1: Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. Just go to gusto.com strategy. Here's the deal. Most small businesses don't have an HR expert, but you don't need one to use Gusto. With great software and great service, you can focus on your business, not payroll or paperwork. You no longer
0: have to be a big company to get great technology, great benefits, and great service
1: for your team. To help support the show, Gusto is offering our listeners an exclusive, a limited time deal. Sign up today and you'll get three months free once you run your first payroll. All you got to do is go to gusto.com slash strategy. I think a
2: unique skill that we have that I wish I could teach people in a better way to do, because I do truly think it's so valuable, is looking at someone else's example or scenario or outcome and identifying the key things from that that you could take and tweak for your own business. I love, love learning from people who are freaking crushing it have the multi-million dollar businesses and almost like that corporation mindset, right? What can I pull from that? What are they doing really well and make it fit for how I want to be a boss, for the goals I want to achieve, for the culture I want to cultivate and see my own version of that success. So I think that you guys might have to do that a lot throughout this book, but that doesn't make it any less valuable for your particular business. So I know you've read the data part of the book and I haven't yet. Is there anything that you can pull out from that to share? Sure. So y'all know I love me some
0: numbers, right? And when I read the data component, which is part of his is it six part framework, I'm pretty sure. I was really blown away at how much. We have a tendency as business owners, again, to overcomplicate and how we can truly like look at something from like a 10,000-foot view and utilize it to see what's going on in our business. And one of the things I really appreciated is giving everyone and your company a number to hold themselves accountable to.
2: Oh, I'm so excited to implement this in our own business.
0: It doesn't matter if you have, if it's just you or if it's you and a couple of contractors or you and you're starting to hire some full-time people, it doesn't matter how big a role they play. If you can identify something that they are hundred percent accountable for, then it's so much easier to judge if they're doing their job well and you can reward them based on performance.
2: And like, here's the biggest lessons I've learned from being, you know, a business owner and then like a manager of a team and like having to like keep people happy and then keep me happy that they're here and blah, 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 blah. So, this might be helpful for you guys if this is a new venture, you know, expanding your team, if, if that's something you're just now going down. The thing I did not realize that I needed as much as I do. For the way that I particularly, my personality, sees value in as a very goal-driven person, as a very like, give me something to crush and I will crush it 10 times over. Like that's what makes me feel good and like I've done my job right. Not everyone is like that. Okay? A, I had to learn that. B, I realized through this book that it is actually really simple to give every department head Every member of your team doesn't matter, an actual measurable KPI, a key performance indicator, for you to say, This is your goal. When you reach it, you did the job right. When you reach it, here's the return this business gets because of you reaching that goal. So at a glance, I'm going to be able to see how much money or whatever goal, like we've set for that department or that person, that role how that is directly impacting the growth, the revenue, whatever, of our business, Like, I I will be able to see that at, at a glance. And that to me is just so much like, oh, I'll keep you. Oh, I like your role. Oh, good job. You know what I mean?
0: Right. Now, okay. So I think the biggest thing that I, I really took away from it, and it's, it's something I felt like in the pit of my stomach needed to change, but I couldn't identify why. And he so clearly laid it out for me. So first of all, if you guys are not tracking numbers in your business, my friend, we have some work to do. (laughs) I definitely recommend you watch our workshop on cultivateyourbiz.com. But aside from that, we've talked about looking at your financials before. And a big piece of that being your profit and loss statement. And something that I really didn't feel until this year, compared to previous years, is that I felt like by the time I saw a P&L, it was too late.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: And I didn't know what that meant to me or why I felt that way. Cause I'm like, this is great information. Like, it's so great. Like, you need it. You have to have a PL. Like, you have to know what your profit and loss is. You have to know what money is coming in and where it's going out. And if it's flying out the window, then you got to fix that. But often, That can feel so far removed from what has taken place that you feel like you're almost starting over again. And so he is all about creating a scorecard, which we've talked about before in various ways call it a dashboard, you could call it analytics, you could call it a spreadsheet. I don't care what you call it. He refers to it as a scorecard, but it's basically things that have to be reported weekly that are based on things that are happening in the moment, so you can react immediately instead of after the fact. And I could tell you this is great, but I'm just going to take the example from the book because I think it just so clearly shows why this is important regardless of the type of business. Okay, so I'm sure you guys are all familiar with Giuliani the mayor of New York City, he talked about keeping everyone accountable in his book, Leadership. And he implemented in New York City this initiative called CompStat. And what it meant is it was going to give the New York Police Department specific crime numbers in the moment. Okay? This would allow them to predict crime and infiltrate the city in a way that would keep things from happening because they could see trends and patterns in the moment instead of waiting, right? So, eight years after implementing this, guess what happened to crime in New York City? I'm hoping it lowered. The murder rate was down 70%. And overall crime was down 65%. That's crazy. That's, I mean, in this scenario, that's lives saved. That's huge. And before, they were tracking the number of res- arrests and response times to 911 calls. And that is the equivalent of us looking at a P&L. Because it's after the fact. They were taking real data in real time. And taking action immediately based on it. I I just need you to sit in that. Like, What if you had information that you're like, okay, in real time, this little piece over here needs to be looked at today or this week or this month, and I can have the ability to change my results and technically follow through and make
2: more profit. That's what you want, right? More money? That's what I want. I mean, just saying. And I think especially for how we've gone about business, like we've done the in the moment as well as we could by, you know, planning our months ahead and looking at our monthly review sheets in the middle of the month instead of just at the end, we finally started looking at our quarterly and year-end goals every single month instead of just quarterly. And at the end of the year, we started doing that this year and last year. And so it's that hack that you can start to implement in any way of how you're tracking your own goals and and measuring results and planning ahead. You can do, you know, the, the worksheets and the methods that's inside traction or with whatever system you're currently using.
0: Well, and it's, it's simple stuff. Like, it's high level things like what's your weekly revenue like or what is your cash balance in the bank? What, how many sales calls have you done? How many times have you met with new prospects? How much business have you closed? What's our customer satisfaction rate? What's our refunds looking like? Like, And it could be anything. I'm not saying these are yours. He mentioned that with his 400 clients, they had 400 different scorecards. <laughs> So every business will have different numbers they're going to look at, and that's okay. You have to find the 5 to 15 numbers that you're going to look at on a weekly basis to make decisions right now, rather than waiting for your business to happen to you.
2: Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to add regarding data? No, I wanted to jump into people a little bit. Yeah, I was. that's where I was going to lead. So this section, I... I want to make required reading for all of you even if it's just you right now even if you only ever plan to have like a part-time VA like I don't care because even if it's just you you are still heading up a lot of different departments in your business or you have softwares that act as different departments of your departments of your business right like quickbooks could be your your you know bookkeeper right so this section drastically drastically changed how I look at the structure of any business the people that make up and run that business how things are organized the titles of roles and the key things that they're actually doing in the business drastically affected how I see it and how I understand it and so every I feel like every conversation we've had about team building and growth it has been a jumbled like I don't know, you just try stuff. And if it doesn't work, you try something else. And sometimes people don't work and expectations aren't met. And sometimes you meet a really rare unicorn and then everything's great. And that is so far like not replicatable. It's not even funny, right? And so having a system that you can actually plan for, account for, measure against, and see how everything works together, like wouldn't that be the thing that you'd rather have?
0: Well, and if you've worked in corporate, like an organizational structure is not new for most of you. If you haven't, like Emily, like, I think this was like, shocking information. Yes. (laughs) So I wasn't surprised by this information. But what I realized is how resistant I had been because of how frustrated I had felt. In my role in corporate, that I didn't want to replicate that environment in my own business, and when it came down to it, it wasn't that the system was broken. It was it was a culture thing. It was an appreciation thing. It was a feeling valued thing. And so, people have set up their organizations like this for decades and decades and decades. Like this is a not new information, but. What it really clearly did for Emily and I is for so long, we had been like, you know, I don't know how big we want to be. I don't know how many people we want in our company. But in a matter of a couple of hours, it became clear that if we want to meet these goals, these roles will be required to get there. And we can plan for them, anticipate them hire before they are like so necessary that we're hurting because we don't have them in place yet. And it's exciting because we know now when is someone going to hit capacity and how we can divide their role up in a way that's going to work for our business in the future.
2: Also, like you guys have probably heard this conversation from us more than once this year about how Abby and I have struggled with what does the word visionary mean? And how do we be that role? Are we that role? Do we need that role? What does that word even mean, right? This book answered that question for me. And there's an accompanying book. I can't. remember what it's called. I can try to pull it up on my Amazon that he mentions inside of that book where a business partner of his helped him write. And it truly, it breaks down just the concept of what is a visionary and what is an Integrator. You guys might have heard that word before. So it's called rocket fuel, the one essential combination that will get you more of what you want from your business. So it's written by the same guy, and his business partner helped him write it as well. And it truly breaks down the visionary and integrator role and how do they work together to achieve big things.
0: So, my suggestion for you with this book is to read and then go back and practice. So I want you to read one to two chapters. So you're like a little bit ahead. So you get more like knowledge as to why this is important. And then I want you to download all of his worksheets. And I want you to go back a chapter. The first one you just read Work on those worksheets and then read the next one or two chapters. Go back, do this process, and flip-flop until you're done. It's an easy read. It's very easy to skim because a lot of it is instructional. A lot of it is... It's like a workbook. its I I think it's less of a novel... And more of a here's examples. Here's what it looks like. Here's the charts. Here's how you sit down and yeah, go through the I process. I would like
2: skim it and get the general idea, and then come back to it. And when you're ready to do the actual like specific worksheets, open up that chapter, re-familiarize yourself with okay what is a what is a target goal right? What are core values? What are what's a core focus? And then like just read that paragraph and then brainstorm and then come up with that one sentence or that one thing and then go back and do the next thing. That's how we did it. And honestly, like it took us like probably an hour, hour and a half to fill out the like vision worksheet of all like core focus, core value, your 10-year target that we made five-year, your three-year plan. And then like, what does it look like? Like an hour. And then our team, that whole like big framework. I mean, we're talking maybe a half a day to organize like what is the actual structure of a potential 28 person team? What are their titles? What are their roles? And then we actually started writing up job descriptions.
0: Yeah. And we're hiring soon. (laughs) Yeah. Spoiler alert. (laughs) (laughs) Which is exciting. And I think we're going to start looking at employees, which is just crazy and amazing. But the cool part, and I'm the part that we haven't quite done, but is happening, and probably should have happened by the time this episode comes out, is we're going to go back and write job descriptions for everyone who's already on our team. And share that with them. Have a meeting with them. Explain to them, this is how we see your role. Because... As much as we like on the fly would add stuff to people's plates, I'm not sure we ever did a clear no. job of no. these no. are the things we're expecting from you. Absolutely <laughs> and not. It's allowed us to get very micro into
2: like, these are the things you do every day,
0: <laughs> which is great because that didn't exist before.
2: I'm, I'm super excited. I can't wait. You know, this is going to be months, months into the future when we kind of update you on the actual results that our business has seen because of this book. But I, I said probably, you know, 10 times when we were reading it and when we were actually doing the work to Abby, like, oh, I just feel so good about this. And I feel solid and I feel like I have direction and clarity. And if you can, and even though our goals are bigger than I ever imagined, they feel more doable than ever. And so, if you can get any of that from the book and the exercises, like it's worth it. So, uh, one last thing I will add we read this as our book club in our Goal Crusher Club membership community. So A, if you want to be a part of that, go to cultivateyourbiz.com to watch the masterclass where we talk about our two-step formula that you need to reach consistent five figures. And you'll hear more about Gold Crusher Club inside of that. But what I wanted to say specifically is that our students, some of them bought the Kindle version of this book and then halfway through turned around and ordered an actual physical copy because they were taking so many notes. So if you're a note or a dog ear folder or post-it note sticker. I think you're going to want the physical version of this book. So that's just my caveat. I'll add to that.
0: Also, we dove way more into this book inside of our community, covered very specific quotes and takeaways for businesses of your size. So definitely get in at, the Goal Crusher Club by going to cultivateyourbiz.com and you can unlock that book club session with our community and there's so much more to take away from it. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's com.